Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. Welcome to another week. How are you doing, Claire? Oh, you know. Um, is that a tie-dye shirt you have on? Yes, I did this (gasps) tie-dye myself. I became a tie-dye influencer for one day. Actually, fun fact. I... When love I was tie in college, dye. I loved tie-dye. <laughs> I had like probably 30 tie-dye shirts. I, I know we've talked about this before and you tie-dyed for Miles' baby shower. Yeah. I just love tie-dye. Like you yeah. can't, you literally can't mess it up. And when I was in college, I tie-dyed all the time. And then like tie-dye is making a comeback because of, you know, everyone's at home. Everyone's at home, tie-dyeing everything. So this shirt I did, um, it's called ice tie-dye so what you do is you take your shirt and you just sort of like crumple it together you don't like do any sort of fancy folding or even you don't even use rubber bands and you take ice and you please back up you put your shirt on like a baking drying rack and then put it on top of like a bucket or um i use like a deep like casserole dish and then you cover your the top of your shirt in ice like big ice cubes that you either get out of you know just normal ice cubes yeah and you take the powder that you normally mix with water to do normal tie-dye, you just take the powder and you sprinkle it over the top of the ice. And then as the ice melts, oh, it like melts the dye into your shirt and it looks like the bottom of a pool. It sure does. Yeah, it or sure like does. the cloud. So that was a fun quarantine project that I had. And then um, the other fun thing we've been dealing with this week is Miles' facial poison ivy, which I just posted about on Instagram. But the big takeaway here is that having a four and a half year old on steroids is the most aggressive emotional roller coaster ever. <laughs> so back up. Talk about your discovery of this okay, so thing here's on happened. his face and body. Yeah. Yeah. So last week, this was like five or six days ago at this point, five days ago at this point. He woke up and his one of his eyes was just a little bit swollen on the top. And I was like, it looked to me like he'd gotten like a bad reaction just to like a mosquito bite or a spider bite or something. It was that caliber where you're like, well, that's kind of weird, but it's just looks barely noticeable. Then over the course of that day, so he woke up like that one morning. Over the course of that day, his eye got more and more swollen. And then by that night, his whole body was covered. And I noticed, and I was like, what the heck is this? And then the smoking gun came at bath time when I noticed that his legs had that like blistery look to them. And I was like, oh, oh. no, it's poison ivy. Oh, so because you're, you're a wilderness go- girl, Claire. You know yeah. what poison ivy looks like. Yes. And anyone who's ever had poison ivy never forgets it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know when or where he was exposed to it, which means I don't know what it could be on. Poison ivy oil is so, 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 so virulent. Like it, like it, you can get, if you get poison ivy like on your shirt or like on a jacket, you could put that jacket on five years from now and get exposed again. No, yes. really? It's that years. crazy? It oh. does not go away. And even if the poison ivy is dead, unless it's like completely like decomposed back into soil, it you can still get it. The oil from poison ivy is so hard to get rid of. And I that's like I want why, a history lesson about poison ivy now, but I won't. I won't go I off mean, on that I'm, trail yet. Yeah. So, and even if you burn poison ivy, the oil can get into the smoke of the fire and like get all over everything. Get in your lungs. Get in your eyes. Like this stuff is nasty. And I actually had put a post up like when he when Miles' face was first really swollen and we first realized what it was. And I was like, please tell me, everyone tell me your poison ivy horror stories. And so many people, so many people were like, oh, I my like 
we had a bonfire and we didn't realize that there was a bunch of dead poison ivy and we just threw it into the fire and I like had to go to the hospital because I got it in my eyes and in my lungs. So super, I mean, it, it can be really bad. And like, and some people like I personally have never had poison ivy in my life. I'm just not allergic to it. And, but some people. So if you get poison ivy, this is where I've never had it. So if you get poison yeah. ivy, if you're allergic to it, you have a reaction. If you're not allergic to it, you don't have a reaction. Yeah, like. I think it's like 20% or something like a a not insignificant, but small minority of people are not allergic at all to poison ivy. Like you could get covered in it and you just wash it off. Your body never reacts. I don't know if I'm completely not allergic or I've just never had like a bad exposure, but I know I've been exposed in my life and I've never had a reaction to it. So it was not like at the top of my mind. So anyway, finally on... On Saturday, just like was still getting worse and worse. We're giving him Benadryl. We're giving it. We're putting like the hydrocortisone cream on. Finally, on Sunday morning, we took him to urgent care because I was like, this is it's on his eye. You know, it was all over his face, like covering legitimately probably 90% of his face. His eye was swollen shut. 100% he couldn't open his eye. And I was like, we got to go in. So we got, we took him in. He got on some just oral prednisone, which he's now been on for whatever, three or four days. And prednisone makes you kind of moody. And Miles is already a pretty moody kid. And this is he a moody He has a lot of age. feelings. He's got a he lot has of a feelings. lot of feelings. This is a moody age. Sure. And it has been a, an emotional roller coaster for the last couple of days. Like he is, yesterday, he just stayed in the basement by himself and watched five movies because he, we tried to take him to the park in the morning. Our au pair tried to take him to the park and he got there through Sandy Evie, hit the au pair and ran home. Yeah. And I was like, this is not, like we will, you know, like he, like I sent him to timeout and all that, but it was like, this is not miles. This is the steroid monster. This is the steroid monster. So like, we're yeah. just going to, you can just go downstairs and watch five movies and eat banana bread. And I'm not even going to, you know, this is just in the air conditioning. This is just going to be what you need for this week. And we'll resume normal parenting next week because man, it has been a rough ride. But like, he's been everything. a trooper as far as like pain tolerance. Oh, he's been like it sounds like he's been pretty trooper. And then all of a yeah. sudden. Have you ever seen Big Mouth? It's kind of like a uh-uh. cartoon comedy for adults. Oh, <laughs> I have seen like one episode. It's kind of, they have the hormone monster. It's kind of like the steroid monster yeah, where it's, he's a steroid it's not monster. Miles. Yeah. Thousand percent. So that's just been our week is just dealing with like his entire body being, because like not only was it on his face by that point, he had gotten it on the collar of his shirt and then it had gotten all over his chest and back. He had gotten it on the waistband of his pants. So then it was like all over his waistband. It was on his legs. Like he obviously had run through it. So it was all over his legs. So that's been my week is just dealing with like very severe poison ivy. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And very severe emotional roller coaster follow up oh, to the Miles <laughs> Miles is not alone. I, can I read a couple of the things yes. that people submitted because I love not only did you ask you're like all right, let's just let's just all be in this together. But you're like please share your poison ivy oak horror stories as a challenge. Please try to do it in 10 words or less. I always so, love those cuz remember I we know. did that that's where the he vapes now came from. Totally. He if vapes now. If you guys now. don't remember he vapes now if you're new to Joy and Claire, we had um, a similar thing, probably like two or three years ago now. It was a while ago. Where we ago. asked people to describe their first kiss in five words or less. <laughs> and so the best cool. one was he vapes now. That was it. So good. Anyway. It was something like eighth grade, so-and-so, he vapes now. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <sighs> okay, so... Um, boyfriend and I went pee in woods, got poison oak on hands and unmentionables. 
not ivy, but nettles on my crotch when was squatting to pee in a field. I mean, everyone's getting it when they're squatting to pee. Everyone, so many people were like wiped with poison ivy. Right. Guys, leaves Pull. of three, let it be. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that one. Did I mean, Girl Scouts 101 right there. Let's see. Um, pulled weeds up to my elbows. Couldn't sleep. Friend made fire. Used poison oak. Got in lungs. Oh my God, that sounds so painful. Yeah, like that's like life-threatening. Neighbors burn it. Gets in my eyeballs. They suck. <laughs> yeah, it. I feel like everyone has a poison ivy story and everyone has like a puke story. Yes. So Ooh, I'm not asking may- for, I mean, if you want to... If you want to call in with your puke stories, we'd love to hear them. But I don't, I'm not going to tell puke stories today. Anyway. <laughs> Those are okay, good. Thank you guys speaking, for sharing in 10 words or less. That was just really something else. All right. Speaking of calling in. So two weeks ago, we asked for your guys's responses to the question of what are you doing right now? What little thing is bringing you joy or what little thing are you turning to to relieve your stress? Mm-hmm. And we had some great responses, and so we wanted to share some of them. Yes. Okay, this one's from Mira, our favorite, favorite Mira. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Mira. I just wanted to share uh, the craft that I've been doing over the summer to keep stress low and keep myself busy. I've been cross-stitching. I learned how to cross-stitch when I was in fifth grade. It was a craft that my teacher had us do, and I essentially never looked back. And when travel restrictions started coming into play and I realized that I wasn't going anywhere, I serendipitously found a cross-stitch of a scene of home back in France. So I bought it, of course, and I've been working on that ever since the beginning of May. That's been my summer. (laughs) Thanks for asking this question. It's fun to answer. I love you guys. Bye. So Mira is cross-stitching and she's doing a lot of crafts, which a lot of people wrote in and said that they're doing either cross-stitching or there's another one, like any type of knitting macrame. (laughs) Yeah. And somebody had like a loop stitch rug. A loop stitch, which sounds delightful. So we're going to come out of this just like, We're just going to be very quilted. So quilted. But I think the, the common theme with that was like finding something to do with your hands that takes your mind off of everything else, but it's like, it's like occupies your mind enough that you don't have enough brain space to stress, but doesn't occupy your mind so much that it doesn't still feel relaxing. Yeah, exactly. And I love that. That's a great, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Thank you, Mira. Okay, this next one is from Diana. Hey, Joy and Claire. My name's Diana, and I live in Jersey City, New Jersey, right outside of New York City. And I wanted to answer your question about how to deal with stressful times. And something that I've really been leaning into in the past couple months has been tarot card reading. I've been exploring my witchy side, my more woo-woo side. And just in the last couple months, I've really gotten into tarot card reading. And I find that whether or not you use it as a more practical tool to kind of get introspective and just to think about your life in a different way, whether you use it that way or you use it in a spiritual way to kind of get in touch with your intuition and your spiritual guides. Either way, it is just a fantastic tool that anyone can do. Dipping your toes into tarot, there's no better time than the present. 
So tarot cards, Claire, this is like your fave. I know. I like, (laughs) you you guys should see my face when she said that. I was like, oh, I have only had one tarot card reading and it was a total bust. Um, It was when we were in Madison, Wisconsin. This is the only tarot card reading you've had? Yeah, because it was a terrible experience and it felt like a total waste of money. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. And then that one time that we had Michelle, the um, medium on the podcast on Girls Gone Wad, she like, I like pulled a card. Oh, okay. So, but it wasn't like a full-on tarot card. But it wasn't like card. a card reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So the one in the one in Madison was like the velvet person right. who said, what was yeah. the thing that like she told you? She told, I was like getting ready to start grad school and she was like, ask a question. And I was like, okay, you know, should I, is grad school the right thing to do? And she was like, it looks like you've been in a cave of wisdom. Cave of wisdom. And I was like, I have not been in a cave of wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) And immediately when she said that, I was like, and we're done. Shut it down. Okay, this next one is from Shelly. Hey, Joy and Claire. This is Shelly from Pittsburgh. I've been listening to your show for about two and a half years now. Love you guys so much. But I wanted to call in and answer the question about how I am managing my stress. I went to Michael's Craft Store recently to buy my toddler a birdhouse to paint for anyone looking for an activity for a toddler. It is a great activity, keeps her busy for a long time, but I found a latch hook kit. I have not done one of those since I was probably eight or nine years old, but I am currently latch hooking a rainbow heart rug. So that has been very relaxing for me. It takes my mind off of things. I can also watch TV or a movie while I'm doing it. And it's been a nice little quarantine activity for me. So thanks, guys. More crafts, more crafts. Can everybody just like start posting pictures of all the craft things that they've been making during quarantine? Because you know that there's like watercolor. My mom texted me the other day. She's like, oh, I'm going watercolor to watercolor paint. I'm going to go drink wine and paint watercolors and my friends is socially distanced. And Joy was like, can we do this when we're 70? I was like, can we do that right now? <laughs> do we have to wait till we're 70? Can we just totally, do it now? Totally. Okay, this last one's for you. Hi, Joy Claire. My name's Amanda. My favorite way to de-stress when I'm feeling overwhelmed or even starting to feel like I'm falling into depression is to listen to the Harry Potter audiobook, specifically the one read by Stephen Fry. Those are my favorite. I find that doing this, it it puts me back into the place of kind of my magical and safe childhood favorite books. But also, while I'm listening to them, I have to be doing something. So oftentimes, that means that I'll be cleaning my house or even going on a walk, which has the other benefit of getting me out of kind of that down mood. But anyway, I know Claire's a big Harry Potter fan, so I thought she would enjoy that. But it doesn't have to be Harry Potter. It could really be um, anyone's favorite book. Oftentimes, I'll also just watch kind of the not stressful parts of the movies where they're just having fun in Hogsmeade or wandering around the castle. But keep up what you guys are doing. I love this new part of the podcast where everybody gets involved. Thanks. I 1000% relate to that. I'm always like in the middle That's of listening so to you. Harry Potter. I know. Although, okay, I have a follow-up question for her, which is, Kay. where did you find the Stephen Fry downloads? Because I cannot find them and I'm stuck with Jim Dale, who I love, but I hear Stephen Fry is better. And like, can it get better than Jim Dale? If if so, I need to know where you get these. Okay. Because I Amanda, have not been able to find them. Amanda. Please let us know. Please let us know. Please. So, Thank you guys for that. I hope you guys are enjoying these like little segments where we ask you to call in. It is pretty cute. Ooh, I have one more. I want to do one more from Myrna because it's really short. Okay, Okay. this is from Myrna. Hey, Joy and Claire. This is Myrna from Anaheim, California. Hands down, my stress bit has been Sarah Cooper and Randy Rainbow on Twitter. 
social media. They kept me going. Okay, when I first heard that one, I have to say that she sounds like Ellen DeGeneres a little bit. She does sound like Ellen. Is it, is like, it you, Ellen? Ellen? Is, this your, <laughs> is that your real name? Um, Ellen listens to our podcast. Oh my gosh. If only. But That's also, so yes, to... Randy oh. Rainbow, I had to actually, confession, I had to Google him because I didn't know who that was. Um, but he makes hilarious videos. And then Sarah Cooper, hello. If you're, not, if you're not following Sarah Cooper, she's hilarious. She makes really funny videos as well. I want to also round this out with a wonderful email from our favorite listener in Los Angeles. Well, one of our faves. We have a lot of favorite listeners in LA. But Margaret, my favorite emailer, wrote us again. Okay, so I read her email a couple, I don't know, a couple months ago. She wrote us after time our... Time doesn't exist anymore. Time is, a, you know, yesterday was one, March. One to 10 months ago. <laughs> one to 10 months ago. We got an email from her. I believe it was after our trip in February, which feels like yesterday, talking about our Los Angeles trip. So Margaret Hoffman wrote us again. And I'd like to read it word by word because she has the best writing. Join Claire. Boy, howdy. It's been a while since I've gotten to <laughs> since I've gotten to email you. What's good? I was listening to this past week's episode when I heard your listener's story around the fishy, metallic taste of pine nuts. This is indeed a real thing. It's called Pine Mouth. Here's a quick few articles about it in case anyone wants to dig into the sciencey science of it all. And then she links two articles that I will actually put into the show notes. I'm so sorry if this is your listener's plight. Another thought, perhaps her pine nut taste might be a result of the pine nuts being a tad past expiration. Pine nuts are sensitive little buggers, and I hear their oils can go bad in a snap. Maybe your wonderful listener could try a new source for her pine nuts. I'm going to just call the episode Pine Nut Source. <laughs> pine Mouth. On a different note, I really loved hearing that Joy is diving into new ways of moving with that video she tried. How much fun. While in quarantine without a gym, I've been really trying to take this as an opportunity to explore new novel crazy ways to move. It's been a hoot. Full on confession, I've been known to put my hair in a scrunchie, suit up in some glitter leggings and pull out my 1998 VHS of Billy Blank's advanced typo. Oh my I, gosh. Okay, wait, hold on. I have to yeah. interject and say that one time I was doing Tybo and I broke my toe. Okay, we're gonna have to come back to that. Yeah. Um, I then because I have some Tybo stories as well. I then do bizarre double time punches while people dance around the screen in neon spandex. Also confession, Billy Blanks kicks me in the rump sometimes. Afterwards, I usually have a 90s theme night playing some 90s hits, Britney Spears, Spice Girls, Backstreet Boys. While I make a 90s dinner, hamburger casserole anyone and then i'll watch an early 90s movie before hitting the sack it's a blast like i can just oh i just like want to picture margaret from la in her just like like in her house dancing around yeah. doing some punches to tybo and then having a 90s night that sounds um, amazing just like your own 90s god like by herself i'm hoping that i mean i'm hoping she's by herself because that just makes the story so much better no matter what hope this finds y'all having an absolutely fabulous friday and get to talk soon happiest wishes from the west coast margaret so, <laughs> so fun great. boy howdy boy howdy <laughs> oh my goodness i love so it bad. okay so tell me your tybo story 
Oh, that was pretty much the whole story. I was doing Taibo. But how did you get into Taibo? Because remember, like, I mean, all of a get sudden. I you- into Taibo. I was, like, 12. Like, my mo- my stepmom had a Taibo video, and I was like, I'm going to do Taibo. Okay. And I turned You're it like, on, and I, like, wasn't paying attention it. to where I was, and I kicked the wall and broke my toe. And then, actually, and then, like, two days later, we had we were going to New York City to visit my brother, and I had to walk around New York City with a broken toe. Ugh, yeah. And broken Which, like, toes, there's not much you can toe, do for, yeah, right? It sounds, so, it sounds so dumb. You're like, ah, I broke my toe. But it that crap hurts, man. It sure does. I got into Taibo. I don't remember how. It was just one of those things where all of a sudden, like in the diet culture world, it's like, oh, this will really shred you. And you see all the people in the video that have like, quote unquote, perfect bodies at the time where you're right. like, I like, they're look sweaty, like that. They're sweaty, yeah. busting abs. And do you remember the girl that was like, I want to say it was a relative or a girlfriend or I, she had like really short hair and she had like this fairly tiny physique and she was just like pure muscle. I remember being like, oh, I'm going to look like that. Like, that's how you think back then. Yeah, totally. You're like, You're like, oh, I'm going to look Tybo. like her. I'm going to look like Halle Berry. Yeah, totally. But like 90s Halle Berry. Although also current day Halle Berry. Current day Halle Berry. She's posting a lot of pictures of her abs recently, which, you know, it's true. go Halle. Um, anyway, so yeah, Tybo was like the big hot thing, but I, I remember doing it and really thinking like, oh, oh, I'm going to look like that. And then, you know, you're just like, oh yeah, that's really not how it goes. Not the case. Not the case at all. So what are you doing lately to, uh, de-stress? Deep breathing. (laughs) Well, doing some, (laughs) I've broken my purple clogs. Um, (laughs) I always have to have that as an answer. I, you know what? I, I don't have a good answer for that because I feel like everything that I'm doing right now, I'm just trying. I know I said this before. Did I talk about my whole like being present thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that my yeah. life, that my executive coach told me where she's like, yes. you really just have to focus on the now. Yeah, we did talk about this because we talked about AA and just like taking one day at a time. But like little things truly, I'm just spending time with my dogs. That's all I'm doing. I'm like training cadet. And walking JT and walking cadet has been my life. I think that that has just been really, really helpful, especially where we are now, because I can't like, I can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. We still want to stay, stay, stay safe. So that's just been my focus is like taking care of them. Cadets definitely time consuming with training, but she's a smart dog. You can't think of a better thing to do than like spend time with your animals and pets right now. So I think a lot of people are doing that and adopting animals, which is great. Yeah, I was at my vet the other day and they were like, yeah, this is the first time we've had to turn away patients because we've never seen business boom like this before, which I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. They're like, we can't, we can't accept new patients. They're like, we can't accept new patients because just been so busy. Right. That's crazy. So anyway, spending time with animals has been my time for just being like, I don't want to say de-stress though, because But it's just like the thing you turn to, to be like, to be like, like, just yeah. chilling. Just like I just take a break. Take a break. Turn my brain off. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I do want to, ha- I have another confession that I need to process. And I'm finding myself like grieving CrossFit, if I can bring that up for just a, a hot minute. And by that, I mean, like, I've come to this place where I'm like, I didn't swear it off. And I don't want to say like we've fed into quote unquote cancel culture, because I'm not trying to cancel CrossFit. I think I was just really upset over all the crap that happened. But now that I've had like such a break since February, mm-hmm. I'm feeling sad about like I don't know what it is. I feel I feel like I miss my gym, but I also feel like there's just been so much distance from like when we when we stopped doing Girls Gone Wad, like mm-hmm. I was still doing CrossFit, but now that we've you know stopped doing Girls Gone Wad and I'm not doing CrossFit anymore, I'm like grieving that whole energy that I spent putting Why? into that. 
I don't know. I feel, you know what it is? I do know. Uh, I should know better than to say that. I think it's because I have a tendency, and I'm telling you, you already know this about me, but when, <laughs> when someone wrongs me, you're done in my life. You're like, when someone does something wrong, or you cross me, or you say something bad about me, or whatever, I'm like, you're right. done. I don't need, I don't need you. You're, you're dead to me is kind of how I treat situations in my life. I'm not kidding. Like that's, I know, I'm just me. laughing because when you say it, like, I mean, I, I watch you do it all the time, but not watch you do it all the time, but like I've seen that happen in real life. Yeah. But when you say it like that, it's just like, you're dead to me. Like, whoa, joy. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, but any, anything that's like, you know, negative in my mind, I'm like, oh, you're written off. I'm never going back to that again. So that's kind of how I did that with CrossFit when all the stuff blew up with. Right. You were just like ready to just throw it I was window. just so mad and I'm like, screw you. And I had all this built up resentment. I think about how I felt treated just in the CrossFit space in the podcast world. And whether that's real or just something I made up in my head doesn't matter. But I think that that was what launched me to be like, screw it. I don't need you. Now I'm reflecting and just being like, oh, I just miss that. Like I miss, I think the games, you know, have been on my mind because of this time of year and mm -hmm. just the people that we've met over the years because of CrossFit. So I'm I'm just realizing like, oh, that's a spot in my life that I, I miss or at least I miss the community piece of it. I miss what it used to be. I think, okay, so a couple of things. First of all, I think, you know, I liked what Will said last week when we talked to him. I was like, you know, CrossFit gave us a lot and we're still friends with the people we were friends with. And I mean, this podcast happened because of it. And um, I mean, I'm still doing CrossFit at a CrossFit gym and it's a still affiliated CrossFit gym that I'm going to twice a week. Um, I'm still at CrossFit Roots, which uh, like a thousand of you guys tagged us last week. Dave Castro was at CrossFit Roots for some random reason. And I didn't know he was going to be there. Otherwise, I probably would have tried to go and stalk him. But yeah. I didn't know he. Uh, I was there that morning. And he was well, there he's good afternoon. friends with Nicole. And he's he really good friends. Yeah, with Nicole. And the new owner of CrossFit is from Boulder. So there's a lot of reasons he could have been here. Anyway, the point is, I still am going. I did not cancel culture CrossFit. I kind of more, you know, it's like I trust my gym. I trust my owners. I know my owners. I trust the owners of the gym I go to. I know that they had a lot to lose when that happened because they've been in CrossFit for 10 plus years and our seminar staff and all of that. And, but I also don't identify with things as personally as you do. Like my habits, I think that's, that's very like true. Just in general, a big difference between the two of us is that you really identify personally with your hobbies and your habits. Whereas for me, they're just hobbies and habits and they don't become a part of like my identity. Really. That's very true. Yeah, for sure. So, but I think, I mean, I think it's normal to look back on like, I mean, I do this about like the time I lived in Moab, even though when I think about it and I like really remind myself, like you didn't have a job, you like, were I know miserable. it's so funny to think back though. Cause I do yeah. that all the time where I reminisce about college or high school or right. whatever. And it's like you were broke and you were like, had no idea what you wanted to do with your life. And you were actually like kind of miserable. You had this like, create like, but you just romanticize it just totally. like anything. Totally. And I think like that sounds like what it's like, that sounds like what you're doing with CrossFit is just remembering like, I mean, it was really fun and a huge part of your life. Yeah. And I think it's normal to be like, wow, there was this thing that was a big part of my life for a long time and it's not there anymore. That's weird. There's yeah. a space there now. Like that's uncomfortable. For sure. And I think the reflection I'm having is mostly because I do shun right away. And then I look right. back, I'm like, oh, actually, there's some really good things that I just don't need to kind of 
cancel it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I ever did. I actually, as a side note, there's a really good episode on the daily about cancel culture, just in general of how it's just so prevalent in our community and our society yeah. <laughs> in general. But I think that the the I've just been doing, I, maybe quarantine is just making me super reflective. Like we have a lot of time to think about things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's just came across my brain too of just like, man, I've just been, I haven't been in a gym. I haven't been around people. I think that's just kind of that thing of you miss people. You miss the normalcy. You miss the consistency. Yeah. You miss you miss that reliability of walking in and routine. knowing what to expect. You, and you're yeah, a very routine for sure. person. Like for you, sure. And so, I mean, I get that. Like, I think I can see that being very representative of like pre-COVID life when things, you know, things felt simpler, when things felt yeah. more straightforward. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, I think anyway. Okay. Well, if anyone else is uh, relating to that or right. <laughs> sh- don't shun things off right away is the lesson. <laughs> I don't know if I can change that. Anyway. I mean, <laughs> might be time to try. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Okay. So I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but we're trying to have a little more structure to this episode. Let us know what you think. This is our attempt at structure, by the way. I don't know how it's going. Um, so we <laughs> opened with some catching up. We then went into some listener, um, some listener reflections. And now we're going to talk about fall because believe it or not, I, I posted this great meme today that I think um, really sums up how I'm feeling, which is, um, I can't believe it's almost September. Literally feels like it was March just 16 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't so know if I know, like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like summer happened, but it also doesn't feel like it can possibly only be September. Right late August. Right. Yeah. Just time is, you know, and I think, so I was thinking about that today. I was picking some blackberries out of my blackberry bush. We have a very productive blackberry bush in our side yard right now. It's been great. And I was reflecting on the summer and just thinking like, you know, I am not really like an energy woo woo person, but I do really think that on the flip side of not being like an, an energy woo woo person, I do think that there is a natural rhythm to our lives that can be tracked with the seasons. And I don't know if that really goes along with being energy woo-woo, but it kind of is like a little bit witchy. So I'm just going to put it in that category. To where fall and winter are much more seasons of like introspection and slowing down and hibernating and getting fat for the winter. And I say that, you know, like literally like that's what, you know, animals are working on at the end of summer and into fall. And whereas spring and summer are more about energy expenditure and more about, you know, things are growing. And, and I think that a lot of us missed that expenditure phase of this year. And we're still kind of like sitting here being like with a lot of pent up energy in a lot of different ways. And I don't just mean like physical energy. Like, I mean, I'm certainly feel super cooped up all the time, but I also just mean like we didn't really get to experience any type of release this year. And I think I just was thinking about that as we start to head into fall of like, I don't, usually I'm very ready for fall and winter. And this year I really don't feel ready. And I think it's because like I didn't ever experience that release that I typically energetically experience, like literally energetically experience during the spring and summer. So now like I'm not really ready to like start to rev back down for the fall and the winter. Right. It felt like we were kind of just almost numbing out for the spring and summer because of we were just waiting to see what was going to happen. So we really couldn't focus on our season. Yeah, well, and I think with, you know, like the Black Lives Matter movement and with the election coming up, there's so much tension and it's important tension for sure. But that I think that there's been so much energy focus there that it's been very, it felt 
very imbalanced. And I think we have all felt that. I think, again, it's important to feel that. And I want to recognize that this is something, you know, this is a shared experience that is very necessary. And also that it's very different from years past. And that I think it's contributing to just this feeling of like a super lack of closure as we move into the next season, which I think for a lot of people, like fall typically means like back to school, you're kind of like, you know, right, the normal things that are coming are yeah, yeah, not coming. So it's weird. And I think, you know, when we went into summer, and certainly when we closed out spring, I mean, when we closed out spring, we were all inside. And then as we went into summer, right as we went into summer, that was the murder of George Floyd. And there was so much happening that was very explosive at that time. And again, very necessary, but just really had our attention. And now we're leaving summer. And there isn't, there's kind of this like, you can look back and there's more perspective on we are in this for a little bit while longer, most likely, definitely in, you know, COVID for longer. And there's a lot of division going on right now in our country with the election. And it just feels like I am, and I think a lot of people are really seeing this transition for what it is, which is just a complete lack of normalcy. Mm hmm. So what do we do? I mean, I was about to say, that being said, what are your favorite fall things at Trader Joe's right now, Joy? <laughs> I haven't. We, here's, okay. We buy cinnamon brooms. We buy cinnamon brooms. Okay. So here's but the truly, thing. But truly, like, I think, like, what yeah. are those little rituals that you can hold on to oh. that will help you have that transition? Yeah. So my favorite, and I've already started doing this, I am a sucker for fall candles, I am a sucker for fall scented soaps and hand soaps and dish soaps and counter spray. Like I love the Miss Myers cleaning products that smell like apple spice and whatever. I don't know, fall leaves, pumpkin. I mean, anything that they do that's like fall themed, I will buy it and it feels so good. I also love to buy mums in the fall. Right now, it's mm-hmm. way too early. Costco was selling mums last week, and I was like, why? They're going to die. It's way too hot. Like mums, or at least in Colorado, plants don't survive. I've learned the lesson of if you buy, quote unquote, full sun plants, like full sun plants in Colorado, they will not survive. It's The sun is way too strong here. Or at least if you have <laughs> tips on how to make them survive, let me know. But I've never had luck, or at least I have to like put them in the right, full shade. Fried. Anyway... Buying like mums or flowers that are fall themed. And then also, I love just going to Trader Joe's. And if you don't have Trader Joe's where you live, I'm sure you have some type of like fun boutique grocery store that sells certain products only in the fall. Anything that's like only in the fall, limited time only, feels Mm -hmm. very special. So I would really focus on something like that. Like I think anything, um, the cinnamon brooms, if you could just go online and buy a cinnamon broom or cinnamon scented you pine cones cinnamon, so cinnamon brooms and cinnamon cinnamon pine cones are the best mm-hmm. thing to have in your house because you just walk in and it smells beautiful and you don't have to burn a candle so yeah i would i would say to just kind of like go all out go all out with that stuff i agree and i think like that's going to be crucial as we move like into the holiday season also where holiday gatherings are probably going to be very very limited and not look the way they always have like let yourself 
indulge in some of more in some of those other rituals and other, you know, decorations, things that you can do safely from your home that will still make you feel like really go all out with go all out dinners, go all out with, you know, soup making, go make your own apple cider, whatever it is you want to do to like really. And I think this could be, you know, again, like I never want to gloss over the fact that right now is a really hard time for a lot of people. Right. And I want to acknowledge that while also saying, you know, there are some things that we can do to try to soften the blow. And if these are options for you, then they might be really good options. Right, exactly. Like we don't want to be in the toxic positivity realm, which I recently have been reading about, and maybe we can talk about in a future episode. But we don't need to do the toxic positivity thing of like, okay, let's just gloss over all the shit that's going on in the world. Like that's not what we're saying. But we're just saying that now is a really good time to treat yourself and to kind of overdo anything that you maybe normally would be like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy that this year. Yeah, I think it's like, because we know that no matter what situation you're in, you know, from if you're still working, if things like look pretty normal for you, all the way down to tragedies have happened, you're out of work, you've potentially lost family members, like there's a huge spectrum. And we're all in it right now. And I think we all know someone who's at either side of that balance. So find what is available for you and lean into that super hard. And I think that that's going to be, yeah, I think that's gonna be helpful. Like I love the stories of people just having Christmas lights up right now because they're just like, whatever you need to do, whatever you need to do. All right. So the last thing we wanted to do in this very structured episode that I hope you guys are again. How are you thinking? How are we doing? How do you like it? Structured, but not structured. We're trying this out because we asked from you guys uh, a couple weeks ago, like, what do you want to see more of more from us? The most consistent feedback that we got apart from, you know, we love you never change, which we love that feedback. And also we are curious to try a couple new things. And so somebody, a lot of people had written, you know, I love listening to you, but I wish there was a little bit more structure to your episode. So I knew what to expect. So this is what we're trying is a very loose structure, but a structure nonetheless, where we open up with like a little bit of just catching up. We go into some listener input. We talk about another topic between the two of us, and then we're going to close out with asking you guys for some more input for the next episode. Coming off of what we were just talking about, I would love to know what is a summer tradition that you either missed out on and really miss and just want to put it out into the universe that you really missed it or a summer tradition that you really leaned into that worked out really well for you. And then similarly, what's something that you're either really looking forward to in the fall or that you're really bummed that you're going to miss out in the fall? I want to make some space for both of those things and just hear you guys talk about what is it that your routine hasn't allowed that you missed or that your new routine has allowed more of that you really loved seasonally. So, I feel like these these moments are very therapeutic for people, like putting it in the burn book. Yeah. Just feels good to get it out. Yeah, we're like, here I, for you. We're here for you. Like for, like for summer, I mean, nobody really got to travel, but like we normally go to Wisconsin and see Brandon's family and we didn't get to do that this year. We, yeah. You know, we probably won't see them. I don't know when the next time is that we'll see them. And like that's, and you know, I missed the CrossFit. Like you definitely really missed being at the CrossFit games. That's been a lot, a long time since I haven't yeah, done like that. Every single year. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's, okay to just acknowledge those things and then for the fall like I'm really looking forward to having a good excuse to like cook some complex holiday meals yeah that are like that's just going to be our family you know yeah. probably for Thanksgiving and Christmas and so that's let's a good just, idea of just like you're like I have the time I'm gonna I take, have the time I have my Harry Potter time. cookbook I'm gonna learn how to make like trickle tart which I don't even know what that means but Harry Potter loves it. So you're going to find out. Can I give one last recommendation that I don't want to forget? I post about it. I posted about it on our stories, 
But if you want to just have your heart filled with pure joy, I need you to go to Netflix and I need you to put speed cubers in your Netflix cube. Speed cubers in your Netflix cube. Q. I said cube, but I meant Q. (laughs) Got it. That was hard to say. I need you to put speed cubers in your Netflix queue. It is the most delightful 45 minutes you will ever watch. I'm just going to say that. About people doing the Rubik's Cube. Yes, in like six seconds. It is, but the the story that they follow about these kids is so heartwarming. I love it. I don't get like super super tear jerky on some, on things like this, especially documentaries. Like this was this was up there. This was like top five. It was so so wow. heartwarming. Yeah. Did you ever watch Seven Days Out when no. it came out like two years ago? No. There's a Netflix series called Seven Days Out, and they follow like the prep for these really big things starting a week out from when they happen. So they have like five or six episodes. It's like the Kentucky Derby, a Dior oh, fashion show. That sounds um, awesome. Yeah. Um. The uh, best in show, dog show, and then the there was also like the final week of the Mars. Oh. Satellite, not satellite. Yeah, the or the thing that was orbiting Mars for a long time before they crashed into the surface of Mars. That was really cool. But the one that was like the surprise, you know, the surpriser of the series was seven days out of like the the esports video game championship. And it showed like the teams all getting ready and like there's like tragedy strikes and like all this. It was just so. But yeah, it was fascinating. It's probably very similar to the Rubik's Cube. Yeah, it's just so good. And I don't want to say anything more, but just please watch it. it. Watch it with your kids. It's family friendly. It's just great. It's just like love in your heart. A lot of good lessons if kids are watching it. Yeah. Heart love. Heart love. A lot of good lessons if kids are watching it, just like of acceptance and hard work and so good. Great. So good. Okay. So thank you guys for sending in your voice memos. We love hearing your voices. We will never stop loving hearing your voices. And uh, you can submit those via the contact button on our Instagram page, which is joinclaire underscore. Email us at thisisjoinclaire at gmail.com. Just Just record your voice like you're doing a voice memo, like you're doing a phone call. Hold it up to your ear. Send it to our email. Make it under a minute if you can. Make it short and quick and sweet. And we will listen to them and play them on the show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us this week. And we will talk to you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Like we do